Blog Talk Radio. Welcome one and all to the C3 
Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones from the College of William and Mary. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go ahead and do our introductions before we get this show on the road. Uh... Today's date, October 23rd, 2012, Old Town, Alexandria, United States of America, planet Earth, or planet from the sun. You know, at first, I was, you know, as you may have may have noticed, I've been, you know, very much interested in the debates uh, over the last, um, you know, the last couple of weeks or so, where uh, Obama got his ass handed to him made somewhat of a comeback by actually, you know, showing up, uh, you know, this past time. And then I really very much look forward to the debate that took place last night. I thought that Mitt Romney would would would, would issue the appropriate beatdown, the knockout blow, and put Obama to bed and finally send his ass back to Chicago or the moon or Krypton or wherever the hell he's from. That didn't happen last night. And so I was disappointed to be quite candid. I was I was uh I was I was disappointed until until I understood I was made to understand exactly what happened last night and what was supposed to happen and what 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 the Romney camp's goal was you see the goal wasn't to issue a monumental beatdown nope that, that wasn't the goal now now I could explain it to you but what I'm going to do right now is is let my guys over at uh, over at um, PJ Media um, speak to it for me. So if you will take a listen to PJ PJ Media, and, uh, and and then you know if you have any questions or concerns, call in. Perhaps you'll you'll feel as I do because I tweeted and I tweeted and I tweeted and I tweeted all throughout the debate. And uh, I was I was fairly disappointed. It was kind of boring. But take a listen, and we'll be right back. I'm Steve Green, and this is your trifecta post-debate special. So let's bring on Bill Whittle and Scott Ott and dig deep into the dirt of the third and final Presidential debate. It's been a season. All right, Bill. Gut check time. Who won Monday night? Mitt Romney won. Uh, yeah. Mitt Romney won because look, I, I, there's all this partisan spin, and I'm I'm sick of all this stuff. So let me just add to that by saying, of course, Obama won on points. But Obama was more forceful. If you want to talk about who dominated the conversation, there's no question that Obama dominated the conversation. But this is not the point. The point of the debates is very, very simple. It's the same point throughout all of the debates. doesn't matter whether you've got a Republican incumbent or a Democrat incumbent. It's very simple. 
the challenger has to make the case that the challenger is capable of walking into that office, sitting in that chair, and doing that job. If he convinces the American people that he is a viable alternate to a sitting president, then the challenger has done his job. The incumbent's job is to say, number one, I'm doing a better job than this guy, and you shouldn't trust this guy. If it turns out, because it's easy to run against no record, let's be fair to Obama, he has a record, he has to defend it, the real world is messy, and so on. Mitt Romney's record is spotless at this point as president. So the incumbent's job is to say, no, you can't trust this guy, this guy's going to be worse than me. Now, if you ask yourself through three debates and a vice presidential debate, so that's four, does the Romney-Ryan team look like a credible alternative to Biden-Obama? And if the answer is yes, then Mitt Romney has succeeded, and I think the answer is a resounding yes. Well, how about it, Scott? Did, uh, did Mitt Romney do what he needed to do, or, or do you wish you'd seen something a little more from him last night? Actually, I think he did exactly what he needed to do. And there's an old expression, which I'll paraphrase in business, that says nobody ever got fired for hiring IBM. And that's why IBM, with a, you know, its very famous button-down business reputation for years, built this empire, because if you did business with IBM, your boss wasn't going to can you because they were reliable. They did what they had to do. And you were unwilling to take a risk on some new entity because that might get you fired. You might right. be embarrassed. Right now, anybody who's still undecided at this point in the election, and maybe I'm speaking to you right now, my viewer friend, if you're undecided at this point, that's because in your heart of hearts, you know that President Obama is not the one. And all you need right now is reassurance that Mitt Romney is not going to screw this thing up. And so I think what you got in these three debates, and especially last night, was the sense that he is competent and confident and in command of the facts. Would somebody please send this tape to Ann Althaus, who apparently is still undecided at least a week ago, famed uh, Wisconsin blogger who still hasn't made up her mind? Ann, call me. Althaus yeah. hasn't made up her mind. I'll, uh, I'll be darned. I, no, I don't believe that for one minute. All right. It wouldn't be a wrap-up without clips, so first let's take a look at my favorite give-and-take between Romney and Obama, even though they weren't really talking about foreign policy like they were supposed to. We also gave kids not just a graduation exam that, that determined whether they were up to the skills needed to, to be able to compete, but also if they graduated the top quarter of their class, they got a four-year tuition-free ride at any Massachusetts public institution of higher learning. That happened Governor. before you came into office. Well, that was actually mine, actually, uh, Mr. President. Hey, you got that guess. fact wrong. Well, Bill, who looked more commander-in-chiefy there? I challenge readers to go back and look at any split screen of the debate, especially when Romney is talking and Obama has the new patented death stare on. And I, I challenge you to look at Mitt Romney and Barack Obama and a split screen and do something very simple that psychologists say is a great indicator of stress. Count the blinks. Count the blinks. When Barack Obama is staring at Mitt Romney, he is doing this. He's got this death rictus on his face, and he knows that Michelle's going to clobber him with a, with a rolling pin if he doesn't <laughs> stare at Mitt Romney forcefully the whole time. He's blinking 200 blinks a second. The man is absolutely out of his mind with anxiety. Romney's cool as can be. I know I'm going to be blinked off into the void, and then my, my little graphic is going to appear, so I don't get to say anything. I guess Scott's going to get this question, but I want to say one thing. If the submarines and aircraft carrier bike comes up, many people in the, in the Navy said that Barack Obama said, uh, and you may have heard of nuclear submarines, uh, Mr. Romney, they're ships that go under the ocean. 
Uh, a couple of Navy guys said the only ships that go under the ocean are ships that have been sunk by submarines. A submarine is a boat, Mr. Smart Alec Know-It-All CNC. It's a boat. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm done. That's right, it is. Or you can call it an SSN. That would also be correct. All right, Scott, let me show you the clip. This is it, exactly the one uh, Bill's talking about. It was the moment when I think the president lost the debate. You mentioned the Navy, for example, and that we have fewer ships than we did in 1916. Well, Governor, we also have fewer horses and bayonets because the nature of our military has changed. We have these things called aircraft carriers where planes land on them. We have these ships that go underwater, nuclear submarines. And so the question is not uh, a game of battleship where we're counting ships. Well, we've heard Bill's take on that before we even showed it. What's, what's your take, Scott? Well, when you're president of the United States and you take to ridiculing and lecturing um, your opponent like that, it makes you look small. And he looks small indeed, in addition to the fact that he was factually inaccurate about some things. And I would have been very interested to hear what uh, the folks in the Navy think about the need for a strong Navy these days. I mean, maybe... Maybe perhaps anytime you hear about a hot spot or something flaring up anywhere around the world, the first thing you hear is that the United States is sending a battle group to that region to keep an eye on things. We have no need for ships anymore. I'd also, by the way, be interested to hear from our friends in the Army to find out if we've totally abandoned our use of sharp objects like bayonets. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just got to get stabby with it, folks. All right. Let me show you the moment when I think Romney won the debate and maybe the White House. I think it's as clear and as compelling an indictment of Obama's foreign policy as you're ever likely to see. And it was a moment I was proud that someday I'm going to get to pull the lever from this guy. Watch. We're four years closer to a nuclear Iran. We're four years closer to a nuclear Iran. And, and we should not have wasted these four years to the extent they've, they've continued to be able to spin these centrifuges and get that much closer. That's number one. Number two, Mr. President, the reason I call it an apology tour is because you went to the Middle East and you flew to, to Egypt and to Saudi Arabia and to, and to Turkey and Iraq. And, and by the way, you skipped Israel, our closest friend in the region. But you went to the other nations. And by the way, they noticed that you skipped Israel. And then in those nations, and on Arabic TV, you said that America had been dismissive and derisive. You said that on occasion, America had dictated to other nations. Mr. President, America has not dictated to other nations. We have freed other nations from dictators. Um. All right. Welcome back, folks, to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Horses. Horses and bayonets. You know, the, the debate was going, in my opinion, Obama's way, right up until the time he issued that contemptible, condescending, narrative uh, or, or about horses and bayonets and ships. You see, this is where the idea of him, of Obama being the smartest man in the room falls so dramatically short. 
after World War before World War One, we were the largest navy on Earth. It was thought to believe that technology was such that we didn't really need all those ships. We had over six hundred ships. World War Two, World War One came along. We were woefully unprepared to be engaged in that war. We had to build up very fast. And after World War One, we drew down once again because World War One was judged to be the war to end all wars. And it was judged by people very much like Barack Obama who thought like him that we didn't really need such a vast military industrial complex. And so we drew down. World War II came along. We were woefully unprepared. We had Marines and Army personnel training with broomsticks and cardboard cutouts not cardboard, but uh, wooden cutouts of tanks to simulate uh, battlefield scenes. It was only at the beginning of World War II where we began to uh, flex our industrial might to produce the type of weapons that were needed for Great Britain and other nations, and including our own military to fight the battles we needed, and even still, we really didn't gear up to fight, to be able to fight the battles we needed to and the war that we needed to until well into World War II. After that, we drew down once again, believing that there would be peace in the land for all. And on and on and on. When Barack Obama suggests that technology is such that we don't need to play a game of Battleship, that, to me, suggests that he is woefully inadequate. He does not understand history. He certainly doesn't understand the military. He has no idea what he's doing. In last night's final debate, President Obama and Mitt Romney discussed military spending. The president discussed the changing nature. He charged that you mentioned the Navy, for example and that we have fewer ships than we did in 1916. Well, Governor, we have fewer horses and bayonets. Mr. President, as Fox Nation points out in an article, special forces rode horses into Afghanistan. Horse soldiers invaded Afghanistan. Monuments honor them. The U.S. special operations teams that led Ameri the American invasion into Afghanistan a decade ago did something that no American military had done since the last century, ride horses into combat. And the bayonets, the United States Marine Corps, the greatest fighting force the world has ever seen, in boot camp, we train using bayonets. I'm talking bayonets, not mock-ups of bayonets. We're known for the use of the bayonet. The purpose? From 500 meters, 500 yards, rather, every Marine is accurate with a rifle, every single one of us. Now, if we attach the OKC S 
uh, 3S bayonet, the weapon becomes just as effective in close combat situations. As a marine multi-purpose fighting knife, the OKS 3S is the weapon of choice when shots can't be fired. Every Marine receives bayonet training in Marine Corps martial arts program and on the bayonet assault course in recruit training. It just it just goes to show that President Obama opens up his mouth without having any idea what the hell he's talking about. And it, and it it's amazing to me, completely and utterly amazing, that this man is the President of the United States of America. Dude, you could have left that out. Honestly, he could have left that out and just not – but he had to go there, and he made himself look small. He made himself he, – he, he made it appear as though he had no idea what the hell was going on. And And I found it to be personally embarrassing, and – I found it to be embarrassing and and threatening all at once. For example, aircraft carriers. Aircraft carriers are sitting ducks for aircraft that have and ships that have specific missions. Their only mission is to destroy the aircraft carrier. That's why aircraft carriers do not set sail on ocean without being accompanied by no less than nine surface ships, not by no less than nine ships. Destroyers, frigates, supply, surround the the carrier. It's called a carrier battle group. And it takes nine, at least nine ships to support that aircraft carrier, Mr. President. How stupid can a man be? I mean, honestly, let's just go ahead and put politics aside. The guy is a complete moron. I mean, honestly, folks, he he didn't have to go there. He didn't. It was completely unnecessary. But yet he did. He went right there, and he tried to make a fool of Mitt Romney and play him off as some chump. And made an ass out of himself. Now, the whole purpose of that debate, as I understood it, was for Mitt Romney to prove presidential. That he could step into the job and do the job with some level of effectiveness. But when the President of the United States chose to belittle and talk down to Mitt Romney, he showed that he was not presidential and not up for the challenge that he didn't have the necessary tools to do the job the way it's required. So now you have Joe Biden making faces, laughing, making an ass out of himself, not taking his job very seriously, not taking the issue seriously with Paul Ryan, and generally just embarrassing not only himself, but us as well, the American people, because we elect these clowns. We put them in office. And 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 so he interrupts his he he interrupts uh, Paul Ryan, what, no less than eighty some odd times? 
laughs, smirks, makes faces, and just makes a dumbass out of himself. Barack Obama attempts to belittle Mitt Romney by saying that there are planes and ships that go underwater called the called submarines, and there are aircraft carriers and planes land on them. Wow. That's that's the way you talk to a child. And and it didn't it didn't endear him to anyone. Now I'm sure there are some liberals out there who believe that, well, you know, <laughs> that was pretty cute. He he put Romney in his place. He made Romney you know, he, he put Romney down. He come on, folks. It was embarrassing. It was terribly, terribly embarrassing. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to chew on that for a couple of minutes, and we'll come right back, and then we'll take a couple of our calls. I have a couple of calls on the line. We'll take our calls. Hey, what? A, I just don't get it. I I thought it, I you know, I thought it was an embarrassment, honestly, seriously. All politics aside, it was an embarrassment. The President of the United States embarrassed me, you, and anybody else who might have been paying attention to that stupidity. We'll take a short break. We'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Southern Sense. Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the mostest, the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, as always. Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct with Cheesy Rocks. Yo, yo. <laughs> yo, yo. What's going on, my peoples? What's going on, my peeps? Cheesy loves his peeps. He loves his radio family. And you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4. Stay up late for Conservative Primetime. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GGT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself, with the situation report, C. Robert Jones, Ph.D. In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> and catch the situation report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts. And they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean, tell your friends. My journey to America can be traced back to the independence of India, the land of my fathers. Barack Obama's journey to America can be traced back to the independence of Kenya, the land of his fathers. Tonight, 
because of what we did on this day, in this election, at this defining moment, change has come to America. The U.S. government has not had a budget for over a thousand days and counting. What he's doing is pitting one class of Americans against another. And we can't afford the same political games and tactics that always pit us against one another. We are all shaped by our past, and we carry elements of the past into the future. But we have to be careful, because nothing can rob the future quite as much as the debts the past. When Congress refuses to act, then I have an obligation as president to do what I can without them. All right, welcome back, folks, to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I have my good friend Southern Sense in the room. I missed her show today. Uh, I've been a bit out of sync with my... Um, uh, with my uh, blog talk radio uh, uh, listening, you know, I've been I've been you know kind of busy with uh, end of year uh, business, and I haven't had an opportunity to listen in to some of my favorite shows: G Ski uh, 2020, um, GGT 183, Conservative Prime Time, uh, and I and I hope that um, you know I I plan to get back to uh, you know my my regular routine of listening to uh, the the show. So. so Southern Sense is asking a question in the room, and unfortunately, my screen has um, the screen over on this uh, this computer has frozen up a little bit. It's moving a little bit. Uh, it's moving kind of slow. Um, it's uh, PJ Media, PJ Media, PJ TV, and Scott Ott is the person who's speaking, and also Bill Whittle of PJ uh, TV. So that's what we're listening to right now. Um, so that that's what's happening but hey you know what cults we we're going to we're going to we're going to move the show along and hopefully the screen will uh will 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 stop uh stop it uh misbehaving and, and we'll 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 get on with the show uh i did get that uh that that private private message there hopefully um the screen will uh you know soften up a little bit and then we'll be able to go ahead and um and uh and take my calls because uh without the screen uh you know the screen doing what it's doing I can't go ahead and click on the buttons and take the call but I'm just glad that I'm still on the air cults the relationship legacy of the Obama cult by my good friend and yours Kevin Jackson uh cults by their very nature shatter the existing personal relationship of the members they ensnare. Now, as you know, Kevin Jackson has a show, The Black Sphere, on Blog Talk Radio, and he's also a great Tea Party member, and he travels around the country uh, speaking at Tea Party rallies and, and such. And, you know, his show comes on at the same time as uh, G-Ski Rocks 2020 Radio, so I don't get a chance to listen to his show live and call in because, hey, I uh, 2020 is my guy, and i got to listen to him. But I do listen to Kevin Ga- Jackson's show uh, during the day, uh, you know, when it's uh, when it's uh, on iTunes, and and I also uh, have a have a relationship with him where we speak uh, telephonically from time to time. But he has written a great piece here in the American Thinker, 
and and if you if you if you get the American Thinker, he, you know, head on over to their website uh, www.americanthinker.com, the relationship legacy of the Obama cult. I read it earlier today, and I had I just had to speak to it tonight on my show. It goes on to say that Obama has ruined more relationships than internet porn. I believe that it is time that all of the Obama worshipers who abandoned their families, friends, and all reason to support Barack Obama should start their mea culpas. And I couldn't agree more. I have lost, I have lost friends and family because of this clown. I remember a good friend of mine, Vanessa, um, back when uh, Obama took uh, took office, Vanessa and I uh, were, were had been friends, uh, uh, me, her, and her sister Gail, for more than 20 years, going back to the time when I was 24, much more than 20 years. And lo and behold, Obama comes along, takes office, um, and, and Gail and her sister uh, Vanessa, being from the south side of Chicago, as I am as well, they fell in love with the guy. And as you know, I tend to put up a few negative things and pictures about Barack Obama on on uh, Facebook from time to time, you know, just for fun. Well, Vanessa began to slander and curse and yell and scream, not only on Facebook, but over the phone to me. How could you speak so ill of such a great man, they said. Barack Obama is for the people. He's all about taking care of the people. And I said, Vanessa, you know, if you love the guy, I, I don't care. You know, I'm good. We're good. We've been friends for more than 20 years. I don't care if you want to kiss both sides of his ass. That doesn't bother me at all. If you want to put a tattoo of Barack Obama on your ass, we're still good. We're still going to be friends. But she didn't feel that way. She didn't feel that way at all. She was telling me that if I don't like Barack Hussein Obama, then there's something wrong with me. And, and she can't be friends with me anymore. And she removed me from my from her Facebook page. We can't be friends anymore. And and she's just one of many. How many of you out there are drinking the Kool Aid and following this guy such to the extent that you have uh, that anyone who doesn't agree with you, who doesn't agree with Obama, who doesn't agree with his philosophy, are either sellout, a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, an Oreo? How many how many of us have gone through this thing where if we don't bow down to the Obama cult then then there's something wrong with us and and folks don't want to have anything more to do with us ever again And so I feel Kevin Kevin's pain I honestly do He goes on the right that I find I find it astounding that liberals so readily give up lifelong relationships over a total stranger. And this is exactly what I pointed out to my good friend Vanessa. I said, he's just a politician. You don't know this guy. Are you like, are you like having a relationship with him outside of his marriage or something? Is he, is he like a relative? I mean, I'm talking about the, 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 the cursing, the yelling, the screaming. You know, calling me every name but the child of God because I don't bow down 
and agree with the, quote, first black president of the United States, end quote. That I've been, I've been, it's been, it's been said that I don't know my history, that I'm not really black, and uh, oh, and of course, my personal favorite, where um, you know, one of my uh, former cl- high school classmates uh, said that, uh, how dare I uh, uh, put up uh, such a such a vile poster of our president of the United States, and that I'm going to get mine. In the end, that I don't know my history. I don't know where I come from. I forgot where I come from, I don't, and I'm going to get mine. I'm like, dude, are you, who, you, you talking to me? Because you know what? I'm all about letting you let me, give me mine. Come on, come on, come bring it. But, you know, this is just the the followers. The followers of Obama exhibit cult-like adulation that makes the followers of Jim Jones look kindergartenish in comparison, and that's that's what uh, my man Kevin Jackson wrote in the uh, in the American Thinker. He wrote in 2008, I lost a friend of 28 years over Obama. I feel you, man. I feel your pain. We had known for years that we differed politically. Exactly. Me, uh, Vanessa, uh, I, I walked in one night to visit Gail, who I had been dating, and I walked in the house, and 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 it was like a fog. It was like a fog in the in in the living room. Vanessa, Gail, and her mama were sitting in the living room smoking fat ass doobies the size of cigars, and getting high as a kite. I got a contact high before I even walked in the door. So I said, look, I, I, I got to go. I'll, I'll come back later. But, you know, th- 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 I mean, they're they're like uh, the ultimate uh, hippie socialist. Uh, Dharma of Dharma and Greg, uh, the TV show, they got nothing on these folks. And I knew that. And I dug it. It was okay with me. But, you know... And, and I understand that you know we're not all going to agree politically, but to the point where uh, you know the, the vitriol, the name calling, uh, you know all of that. What does this guy? What does this guy have? What has he done for you all to 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 cause you to, you know, to want to you know kiss his ass the way you have? I mean seriously. Come on, he's just a man. And like I said in last night's show, I've only known of one man who puts his pants on, who doesn't put his, who who had never put his, who didn't put his pants on, his trousers on one leg at a time. And that was Frank Sinatra. He kind of hopped into him standing uh, from, from atop a chair. I know it sounds weird and, and it's hard to picture Frank doing that, but he did that and he had a reason for it. But, you know, Obama's just a man. He's just a man. What does he symbolize for you people to the point where you will uh, abandon good friends and family even? Whether uh, that would cause you to become angry to the point where uh, you'll, 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 you'll alienate your friends and family over a president, a man. I mean, I've heard... I've heard friends and relatives say really nasty, vile things about President Bush. 
when he was president of the United States. There was even a movie out where at some point he was either beheaded or assassinated. I didn't hear the vitriol then, the anger, the resentment. There was nowhere in evidence. But there it was. There's a serious double standard. Obama is the one, the chosen one, the Messiah. He's Abraham Lincoln, FDR, JFK, RFK, and Jesus, all rolled into one. Okay, okay, if that's what you feel about the guy, okay, that's fine with me. I tell my friends all the time, it's okay if you love the guy. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. But I don't, I don't, I don't feel the same way. I simply don't. And so does that make me a bad person that I don't feel the same way as you do about the the, the Messiah, the chosen one? So when my guy Kevin Jackson wrote in The American Thinker um, the relationship legacy of Barack, of the, of the Obama cult, I understand completely. I understand completely. The guy has alienated not only people around the world, countries uh, around the world, but, but here at home. He's been the most divisive president that we've ever known. And at what cost? At what cost did at what cost did we the American people elect the so-called first black president of the United States? What has he done to bring us all together? To bring us together as a nation? No blue states, no red states, only the United States of America. He's divided this nation between the haves and the have-nots, the white versus black, the Latino versus white. Uh, the women versus men, he has divided us such to the extent where we're at war with each other over him. We're at war with each other over him. How 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 has he been able? How is it that he's been able to manipulate us such to, this, to the extent that we're going to war with each other because of what he said? And what he th- what he what he allegedly means to us. We'll take one short break and we'll come right back. Hopefully the screen will uh, the screen will come back to life and I'll be able to take my call. I've got, I have liberal one forty one on uh, waiting patiently and I do appreciate that. And hopefully we'll get you on in just a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Four, three, two, one. Hit it. What? Crack-a-lackin', my peoples, what's crack-a-lackin', my peeps? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It, and that's how we do it, live and direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain. What's crack-a-lackin'? What's crack-a-lackin'? I'll tell you what's crack-a-lackin'. G-Ski, what's the crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crackin'? Well, as crackin', man, as everybody else, but everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's crackin'? G-Ski, you are the man. You are the man, dude. i tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack-a-lackin', Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's crackalackin' What's crackalackin'? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. Just totally awesome. 
That's right, folks. We keep it crack-a-lackin', and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with Geeski Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. www.20-20radio.com. Always crack-a-lackin', and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. Do you know how much is too much? Hit me again. Do you know when to say when? Pelosi's coming over. Uh, Make it a double. Studies show that those who overindulge exhibit signs of arrogance. I don't count my drinks because I'm the president. Overconfidence. This is the day we stop the seas from rising. Or was it yesterday? The inability to think clearly on one's own. Where's my teleprompter? I got to talk to those kindergarten kids. You think you're funny, but no one else does. Let's give the Dalai Lama a a set of cufflinks and send him out the back door. Uh, uh, Mr. President, let's let's don't do that. And a profound inability to listen to others. Lama's funny. You don't know funny. If a friend, relative, or leader of the free world exhibits any of these warning signs, don't let them drive, operate heavy machinery, or sign any important documents. Where, where, where's that health care bill? And consider moderating bill. their alcohol intake it before it's too late. All right. Welcome back, folks, to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. What do you think? What do you, I mean, seriously, what do you think? My my former friends, much like Kevin's, were uh, uh, beguiled, bewitched, bewildered <laughs> by Obama. He claimed that it was about Bush. However, it boiled down to racism. He wanted a black president at any cost. Talking about Kevin Jackson's friend and I could as well I, I may as well be talking about my own. The day the day where we lose friends and family, where there's vitriol, where there's anger, there's resentment, there's name calling of each other. If I said, I mean, I've said many times that President Obama is an idiot. He's a moron. And I believe that he is. I don't believe he's the smartest man in any room, even if he's in the room with two dogs. I don't believe that. I don't, I've been around a whole lot of smart people, and there's something that everybody knows that somebody else doesn't know, which doesn't make you the smartest person ever. But they believe it. And I've called a guy a couple of names. And I've had people actually say to me, don't you talk about the president of the United States like that. If you keep talking about him like that, if you keep disrespecting the president of the United States, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm going to hang up. I have folks hang up on me. I've had friends, male, female, mostly female women, who hang up on me, who won't talk to me. Don't talk about the president of the United States like that. You have to respect the president. You have to respect the office. He's the first black president. Get out of here with that shit. The first black president? I don't give a damn about that. The president does just because he's want to be black doesn't mean that you know he's he's boosting my self esteem. I could go another 
40 years without having a black president. I don't give a damn about that stuff. You know, I had parents who helped foster a self, a self of, of self-respect and, and self-esteem. I don't need to be uh, 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 verified. I, I don't need to be validated by a president who shares the same skin color as me. I certainly don't owe my allegiance to him because he shares the same pigment. Who the hell cares about that stuff? A lot of people do. A lot of people do. And they will they will they will hit you over the head with a hammer if you talk bad about the the deity, the one, the Mr. President, the greatest man since 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 the the the, the earth was founded uh, when he took office there were pictures of him riding down Pennsylvania Avenue on the back of an ass, an ass on the on an ass, with a halo over his head, wearing a crown of thorns, in Jesus' garb. There are pictures of him, Jesus-like. There are pictures of him taken where it appears as though there's a halo over his head. But he's just a man. And what really concerns me is that black people, black people, God-fearing black folks, God-fearing black folks, who go to church on Sunday to worship the Lord. Well, he's been replaced. He's been replaced by Barack Hussein Obama. Barack, Barack Hussein Obama is the black man's God right now. It's amazing. He is the black man's Jesus. It, it, Barack Hussein Obama has effectively replaced Jesus Christ in the hearts of most black people. Go into a black person's home right now. Back in the 70s and 80s, you could find a picture of Jesus. I don't care black blue whether he was a black Jesus or whether he was the the traditional uh 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 blue-eyed blonde-haired Jesus. Walk into any person's house, black a person of color on the south side of Chicago or in Detroit or 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 in Watts wherever and you'd see a picture of Jesus. Now, the picture of Jesus has been replaced with a picture of Barack Hussein Obama, who just so happens to wear a wedding ring that's inscribed, there is no God but Allah. Wake up, folks. Wake up. Dude's about to get his ass handed to him in just a couple of weeks. He's going to be on his way home, and we'll be done with all this first black president crap. But if he manages to squeak out a victory, which is a big ass if. Are you guys going to go crazy now? Are you still going to worship at his altar? Because in your mind, he's for the people. He's for the people. So, we're going to take one more break here and then we'll come right back. It looks like my screen is about to clear up. Let's listen to my main man, Paul Ryan, speak to what uh, Barack Obama said last night in his condescending, moronic assessment of military power and might. 
What if you had thermal night vision goggles, like in a special ops mission? You'd spot movement, gather intelligence with minimal collateral damage. But rather than neutralizing enemies in their sleep, you'd be targeting stocks to trade. Well, that's what trade architects heat maps do. They make you a trading assassin. Trade Architect, TD Ameritrade's empowering web-based trading platform. Trade commission-free for 60 days, and we'll throw in up to $600 when you open an account. But on military spending, that was one of the sharpest exchanges in the debate. And President Obama said this is not a game of battleship. Um, that yes, there aren't as many ships, but there aren't as many horses and bayonets. That's a pretty tough attack. To compare modern American battleships and Navy with bayonets, I just don't understand that comparison. Look, we have to have a strong Navy to keep peace and prosperity and sea lanes open. The president's, all these defense cuts, if all these defense cuts go through, our Navy will be smaller than it was before World War I. That's not acceptable. And yes, the, the, the ocean hasn't shrunk. You still have to have enough ships to have a footprint that you need to keep sea lanes open, to keep our strength abroad where it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. So back to this point about the, the ships, the Navy, the military. When are we going to learn, folks? You know, insanity is reasoned to be uh, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. World War One, we drew down. World War Two, we drew down. Korea. Each time we've done the very same thing, believing that we've had the technology where we don't need as many forces. Oh, and by the way, war has has become so expensive in men and material and land that we're never going to fight the same kinds of wars that we did in the past. And it's always, that thinking has always proven false. Barack Obama has never served in the military. He has no regard for the military, none whatsoever, even though he talks a good game. He doesn't understand peace through strength. Because Quite frankly, he's not very strong. He most likely had his lunch money taken from him many times on the playground. He should understand peace through strength. But the analogy that he made last night was foolhardy. It made no sense whatsoever. Obama has proven dangerous to us all in many ways, militarily, Politically, economically, those three are the most important. We're suffering economically. Uh, China, uh, Russia, Iran lectures us on our economic viability. They lecture us. How soon before they test us militarily? How soon before they test our military vulnerabilities. If we can't sustain ourselves here at home and prosper, how are we going to support the military that we look to to protect, to protect this great nation? How soon before we have a real red dawn 
Now, a lot of you remember the movie Red Dawn, the original starring Patrick Swayze. Now, we have, a, we have another Red Dawn movie coming out soon. And it got me to thinking, yeah, it's just a movie. Of course it is. But imagine a weakened America militarily and economically being ripe for the picking. A ripe fruit to pick. The ocean is what used to protect us. We're surrounded by oceans, two oceans, the Atlantic and the Pacific. But without, with fewer ships, fewer military forces, that big ocean does become smaller. Now, I talked to a friend at the beginning of the Obama administration. Of course, she's no longer a friend who said that, I said that if Obama continues on with the course that he projects, this nation, as we know it, will cease to exist. And she said, do you want to know what she said to me? She said, well, perhaps it's time. Perhaps it's time for America to cease to exist as we know it. She said, all great nations end at some point. She 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 pretty she 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 it it appeared to me that she was resigned to to America falling as the world's greatest best hope. She was not only she didn't seem so much resigned to it but looking forward to it. This is what the legacy is of President Barack Hussein Obama. He has driven us to the point where where we uh, we've been taken down far too many notches. This is no longer the great country now that 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 it was just 4 years ago, not 8 years ago, not 12 years ago, but 4 years. This guy has systematically eroded this nation. He has, quote, fundamentally transformed the United States of America into something completely unrecognizable. Now, hey, I just want to go ahead. Stan Stan is in the house. Uh, Liberal 141. You know what? I, 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 I wish my, uh, my Mac wasn't acting up. I've got far too many windows open, and I think even with 20 gigs of memory, it's still slowed up a little bit, slowing down. So I can't get you on tonight, but hey, please do call in tomorrow night, Liberal 141, and Stan and everybody, and, and I'll make sure that everything's working the way it should be. Um, but, you know, there's so many things that you could be doing. And you've chose to come in and listen to my show, and I do appreciate it. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Please come back tomorrow. We'll finish this topic up. We're just a just a couple of weeks out from the election. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Good night. Ich kenne den Mann, ich kenne den Mann,